All right, well, thanks for joining us today. We're gonna deal with the topic, how to deal with a hostile skeptic. So thanks for joining us. Uh, today, the topic is how to deal with a hostile skeptic. So my name is Aaron Hughes, uh, and I'm here today with Gary Bates, who Gary's a good friend of mine, but he heads up the ministry here. He's a CEO of Creation Ministries International here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Gary, before um, I came on board with CMI, I used to do a lot of street evangelism. And uh, once in a while, you get somebody that came at you full guns blazing, and they were very upset with the message. Not so much upset with you, but projecting it at you because you're the one that's talking about Jesus, maybe, or creation. Um, and I know you've had similar experiences, uh, even you, recently. You've been with me on them. Yeah, I have been. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, hostile skeptics. So myself and our speakers, you know, we speak just in the U.S. at over about 300 events every year. And often you'll get a person who'll turn up will try to pin your ears back at the meeting and they just bombard you with questions. It's just like a machine gun. In right. fact, one of our scientists, Dr. Mark Harwood in Australia, wrote an article, Anyone for Tennis, because you feel like you're just hitting them back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, although I've been in ministry a long time, it actually took me a long time to learn. And this is what I want to share with folks who get a bit intimidated by witnessing and they, they get all these in. questions, is don't allow yourself to be drawn off track. Right. So I remember I was at a church in South Carolina and it was right next door to a university. And I had at, a, at the end of the meeting, I had about half a dozen university students around me. And they said, you know, can we ask you questions? They were polite. Sure. So the first guy came up and he asked a question and I started to answer that. Before I even finished, the next guy jumped in and asked a different question. And I, I, I was like, okay. Yeah. And I jumped to that question and I'd kept going on. And then it do took you think, me a while. Do you think they had a plan like to gang, maybe gang up a little bit? Or, or no. do you think it was just... They were so kind of unnerved by the message, maybe they were just... Yeah, I think what happens is you've got to remember, if you're taught in a university or in the secular education system, you've only heard one point of view. Yeah. Evolution's true, and there's all this evidence for evolution. And in my experience, and I think the other guys would concur, is that they've got all these questions in their minds that they think creationists and Christians can't answer. Yeah, so they think it's not necessarily a dialogue or a question they're asking. They're, they're there to prove a point. Yes, they're there to challenge you and to say, you know, this disproves creation. How would mm -hmm. you answer that? But when you start to answer it, they move on. So right. what I've learned is as soon as that happens, I just stop. I'm not hostile. I say, you know, hang on, folks, hang on. You just hit me with six questions. Which one do you want me to answer? And then I try to control the situation. I say, okay, I'm going to answer your question. Right. And then if somebody does jump in, again, I'm not rude. I'll just say, no. Can you hang on? I'll, I'll get to that one next. Right. And answer that question. Now, if I've answered that question, or even if it's a one on one, and that guy wants to move to the next question, I'll say, Did you hear my answer? Yeah. Maybe, maybe give him pause, say, Hey, wait a minute. Um, I just answered your question. What do you think about that? Exactly. Yeah. So you came, what I'm really doing is you came with a challenge you think I couldn't answer. Right. I've just answered it. Do you accept that answer? Yes or no? Yes or no. <laughs> and if he doesn't, say, Well, why not? And ultimately, I think you'll get to the idea, you know, that, you know, we kind of all have the same facts and information, but we come to interpreting the data and the, the, the facts that we see sure. through a lens. Sure. And most people don't realize they do that because they think, well, evolution is science and creation is, is kind of religion. Yeah. Now, you know, we've known each other a long time when we started the office here and, uh, you know, you've been with me and some of my not so your finest moments too, yeah, right? Yeah, sometimes I could see, you know, and it's human nature that 
when somebody's coming at you uh, with questions or maybe getting a little adversarial, you know, your guard gets put up, Yeah. you know, but you know, you're right. You know, sometimes I would say, Hey Gary, you know, maybe just tone it down a little bit or, or whatever. And, and you do, and you give awesome answers and um, it's changing lives. But the thing, you know, that, that thing, you know, always be prepared to give a reason for the hopes that's in you. What's the last part of it? Yeah. Gentleness and yeah. respect. And, and I've, and I've written about this and yeah. as I write about it, to be honest, Aaron, I'm, I'm reminding myself yeah. to be, to be this way. My very first trip into the United States, uh, it was back in, uh, I, I can tell you, December, 2004. Yeah. I was sat on a plane. Uh, it was like there was 80 people and I happened to be sit- sitting next to this guy and he heard my accent and, you know, where are you from? And I said, yeah, I work for Creation Ministries International. He turned around to me and he said, are you one of those awful creationists? <laughs> awful, yeah. Yeah, I thought, what a great way. Welcome to America. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but I said, why did you say that? I found out he was a laser weapon scientist for the US government. And he said, well, science has disproved the Bible. Yeah. So I said, well, what do you mean by science? Well, you know, and he said, well, evolution. Well, is evolution science? Isn't that crazy? He, he's a scientist, you know, and to do laser weaponry, he's using uh, hard science, you know, provable, repeatable science. But then he reverts and says that evolution was science and it's historical. Yeah. So I found that the best way is when somebody comes at you, you've got to actually turn it back on them. Yeah. I, I liken it like this, you know, creation and evolution are two worldviews. And, you know, we're sitting on chairs right now, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you've got the worldview of you're an evolutionist, I'm a creationist. What the evolutionist is trying to do or what evolution tries to do is to kick out the chair from underneath me. It wants, me, wants my worldview to topple and stumble. Yeah. But respectfully, that's what we need to do to evolution because people have a set of assumptions. Their right. worldview is based on something foundational. So by asking questions back, I'm challenging the chair that they're sitting on. Yeah. You know what's cool is the Bible explains Jesus multiple times as being full of two things, grace and truth. And that's what you're saying that we have to do, kind of knock that chair out yeah. from under their you know, presupposition of evolution because it's wrong and do it with grace and with truth. Well, here's something interesting. See, I know something about you. You were a former evolutionist. I was. And so was I. Yep. And so- and I, I had a I good was, friend that knocked the chair out from underneath me. Exactly. Yep. So when I try, what I try to remember when I talk to people is that's where I was once. Yes. And if I can understand why people think the way they do, and it's again, it's because they've only heard one set yeah. of the data. So how are we going to get them to listen to the data? Now, having said all of that, you know, I think we're reasonably successful at that. Just on the weekend, uh, I shared in devotions this morning a young man came up at, a, at the end of a meeting. Where were you? Uh, I was, uh, where was I? I was up in New York. Yeah, but oh, that what, what part it, of New York? <laughs> you were in Brooklyn. Yeah. So <laughs> no he, wonder you had somebody come at you. Exactly. But he, he came up at the end, and to be honest, after about three minutes, he was not interested in listening to anything. Yeah. And so rather than talk about specifics, I just said, why are you here? Why are you angry? Why are you in my face in this way? You know? because you're obviously not interested in anything i got to say. Mm. And the reality is sometimes, you know, people are not going to be interested. Something I found really liberating some years ago, writing an article about evangelism, I realized it's not my job to save people. Right. In fact, I can't save anybody, but I am called to be a faithful witness. Now, yeah. if I put a stumbling block to that witness in the way, you know, then there's a problem. By a I- harsh answer, you know, uh, you know, just being adversarial in your own right. Yeah. You know, you exactly, could put a stumbling block. Exactly. By. So 
I have to literally keep a check on myself for that. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm no wimp. You know that. And I will challenge and I will give strong answers. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, if they go, whoa, 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 I say, hang on, answer the question. Yeah. Right? I'm not attacking the person. Yeah. People often come up to me and after I start to give answers, they start to attack me personally. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've often seen myself written in blogs and all sorts of stuff. But it's because they've actually been challenged. I see that as a success. Yeah, I do too. If they start to play the man instead of the ball, guess what you've just done? And here's the thing too, you know, what we say to somebody in the moment, if it is full of truth and, and grace and, and we are filled with compassion, that's going to break through some way, shape or form. So that person's going to go home and, and maybe lay in their bed that night and be like, man, that dude was really passionate about that stuff. And the stuff he said was, was really logical, even though I got angry with him. And uh, maybe I should look into it. Actually, that sounds like me. Because yeah. uh, when I challenged my Christian friends at the time, and, uh, you know, they, actually they didn't have answers. That was one of the things. But right. And that could be really detrimental. What really spoke to me, though, was their testimony. Mm. Uh, they really believed what they believed. Um, now, in most cases, like you say, if people really believe what they believe, but they can give a reasonable defense, mm -hmm. then it makes a difference. And see, that's, that's what our ministry is about. Yeah. We're making all of these bullets, all of this information for people to use. And one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast is because in some way pe people, they don't know how to use the information. Right. And I think, again, going back to that point, if we understand that it's not our job to save people, but if people ask you questions, Turn that on its head. Questions are an opportunity. Sure. Yeah. You're better off talking to someone who says, well, the fossil record proves evolution. And I'd say, great. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you how the fossil record supports the Genesis flood. I also like how you said, um, you say, I've heard you say it before, uh, well, you like fossils? I like fossils. What fossil are you talking about that proves evolution? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's a good opportunity. Do you remember when we did, uh, and people can look at creation.com forward slash fallout, we did a survey of university students on campus. Yeah. And these were all former Christian uh, Christians that said they'd been raised in the church. Right. And, uh, you know, the majority we interviewed said they now accept evolution. Right. And when I said, that was the question, what was your best evidence for evolution? Here's something really important to remember, folks. Most people believe evolution to be true, but they actually don't know much about it. Right. They're just, they're, they often just parrot or they hear or most scientists believe that, et cetera. Yeah. So by getting their answers, be specific. You know, when that guy said to me on the plane, well, science has disproved the Bible. What do you mean by that? And yeah. ultimately we got to evolution. And then I said, what is it about evolution? Guess what he mentioned? A fossil record. Yeah. 90% <laughs> of times people say the fossil record. And that's actually the easiest thing for us to explain as creationists yeah. because we've got an eyewitness record of history, the Genesis flood. The next common answer I got from students is human chimp DNA similarity. Yeah. Which surprises me because this is a 20 plus year old, probably older argument that's essentially not valid anymore. It's yeah. kind of been thrown out. Yeah. Yeah, so, even, yeah, even modern evolutionists aren't really using that argument too yeah. much anymore. The figures have changed. We don't even know if they, you know, they weren't comparing the same parts of the genome. So again, this is one you can answer. Yeah. So I encourage people to be specific. But you know what? There's something we should probably talk about. Is there, is there any group of people we might, uh, we might speak a bit harsher about? Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you could. There are people with agendas for sure. To well, kind of unhinge an event or something like that. Sure. And uh, we've got to learn to control our situation. But 
you know, if people go to creation.com, they might say, well, hang on, you're t- saying, you know, talk with, uh, with grace and respect, which we always do. Yeah. But I think there's a group of people we can be a, bit, a little bit more robust with, and that is those who claim to be Christian. And I talked about ministries oh, that yeah. don't I trust get where you're God's coming word. from, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So here's the thing, you know, um, what's Jesus's mission? To save us from the curse, right? So we know as Christians, your straightforward reading of the Bible is going to tell us that Adam was created. He's created perfect fellowship with God. He disobeyed God. Curse enters creation through the curse, death, right? So we have a whole group of, of Christians that are saying that death actually existed before Adam fell. Yeah. So what, what did Jesus actually come to do? What's the point? Well, then you have to relegate Jesus and uh, Jesus's even references to Adam and Eve and a historical yeah. flood to poetry or legend. And then, of course, it calls into question then, like you say, the basis for salvation. Right. So there are organizations like Hugh Ross, Reasons to Believe, Biologos, Theistic Evolutionists. Um, I'm going to be very frank. I think they're wolves in sheep's clothing. Because in all my years of ministry, you know, Christians might say, well, I think these guys are good because they're able to reconcile evolution in the Bible or science in the Bible, whatever right. that means. But Aaron, I've been in ministry for 30 years, and I can say to you, hand on heart, I've never met a single person who became, or even heard about one, who became a Christian because they believed- In evolution. In evolution. Oh, so you mean I don't have to believe the very first book of the Bible Where's or it's the wrong, yeah. but hey, but- Believe in the rest of it. Believe yeah. in Jesus or believe in the New Testament when over a hundred references in the New Testament refer to the book of Genesis. It's all one thread. Could you imagine if you were not a Christian, right, and you're challenging me and you said, well, hang on, you know, Gary, the Bible says that God created in six days. And I'd say, yeah, but don't worry about that. Yeah. But believe in Jesus. Yeah. See, so sometimes people say as young earth creationists or biblical creationists, we're divisive. But I'd put it this way. I'd say... Everything we know about the Christian faith, our need for salvation, the nature of sinful man, the nature of God comes from the Bible. Yeah. And, and if we don't take that as God's word, you know, how do we know these things? The ones that are being divisive are those who don't trust God at his word, yeah, don't take right. a plain reading. So I think we can be encouraged witnessing to the non-believers. What do we do when we meet these types of guys? Yeah. Well, thanks, Gary. That's awesome. Um, it really helped me um, grow in my faith the more I was able to deal with these kind of hostile situations and do it with grace. Um, you talked about divisiveness. Um, I do know somebody that was divisive, and that was Jesus Christ. And Jesus, when he was questioned about truth, he gave truth, and he didn't shrink. So that's what we're called to do as Christians. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast today. Um, If you like the content, please subscribe. And uh, if you want to hear it time and time again, when it becomes fresh and new, if you hit the bell, you guys will get the new content right in your inbox. Thanks for joining us.